Welcome to Random Eloquence. Well-spoken rants. Hello and welcome back to the Random Eloquence podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, and today I'm joined with another special guest of the show. Her name is Carolyn. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. How are you today? I'm doing good, Crystal. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, of course, and we are excited to have you. This has been a long time coming. Um, As all of you loyal listeners know, you know, we are just bringing on different guests of the show each week and, you know, just talking about different things that, you know, all of our guests bring to the table. So welcome to the Random Eloquence fam. You're a part of the roster now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You made it to the roster. So we are, we are happy to have you here. So before we, you know, further introduce Carolyn, I just want to say welcome back again to another episode. Um, As usual, we always recap the last episode And our last episode was part two and three of the friendship things. And oh boy, (laughs) you all, you all, I mean, shout out to Brennan, who was our last guest, um, who did parts one, two, and three with me. You all really showed up and showed out with the feedback on the episode. I think in general, adult friendships, as we've been talking on the last three episodes, are just a heavy hitter for pretty much anybody at any age anybody can relate and the amount of feedback that the show has gotten the engagement on Instagram thank you (laughs) um you all really wanted to hear that topic and thanks for all of you who just kind of you know private messaged me or dm it was like thank you for sharing your story especially about ghosting (laughs) because I had shared my story about being ghosted Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just my truth and people right. were resonating with that, you know? Um, so I just want to say thank y'all for listening. You know, it was a, a three-part episode that we recorded in several bits and, you know, put together. So thank y'all for, uh, staying, staying the course with us on that one. And, um, yeah, so that was pretty much it on friendship things. Just a quick way to bring you in. Do you struggle with adult friendships, Carolyn? <laughs> OMG. You know, it's funny you ask that because I was just thinking recently, like, did I have to work this hard in my teens to keep friends? Like, I mean, the emotional waves, roller coasters with friends, and you're supposed to know how I'm feeling. Like, I'm not psychic, so I don't know how you're feeling. You know, and just the changes that adult friendships go through. Yes. So it's it's funny. I will share um, when I invited Carolyn to join the show for the episode, you know, I always give my guests the opportunity to talk about what they want to talk about. Because a lot of people are like, well, I want to talk about this. I always give everybody the option to present a topic. And it also gives me a break. (laughs) So from having to like (laughs) research a little bit. So um, I was like, well, Carolyn, you know, what are you thinking? And she reached out and was like, I'm thinking about friendships and I said well we actually (laughs) I said we're actually getting ready to air episode on that like we had just did I think we had just recorded or finished up when Carolyn reached me and I said I am so sorry we just did like three parts on that (laughs) I said but you know it's a I'm sure it will come back up because it's just a topic that is just so big right so yeah so um yeah we'll cover it already but today she presented a second topic that I think is very uh, helpful in some ways it may kind of low-key tie into adult friendships so yeah I think it all could kind of tie so we might satisfy your desire to talk about those friendships again well Carolyn what else you got going on let's just catch up we'll we'll introduce you a little bit tell the people who you are 
let's formally introduce Carolyn on the show. Yeah, so I'm Carolyn. I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Seven five seven two up, two down. Almost Pharrell, Missy, and Timberland. <laughs> Don't get yes. no matter. Matter of fact, we just celebrated it in the Water Festival a couple weeks ago. Like I feel like I was there on scene. So it was a good time. I, you know, everybody had a good time. Um, but I'm a math com major. So um, Crystal and I went to the same college. Um, Norfolk State University, behold the green and gold. Yes, behold. Uh, actually, Crystal was the one that encouraged me to go back to school. Because <laughs> I think I had, um, did I finish? I don't even think I finished community college. I still had like a couple of classes left. And yes. you, you, you told me, you were like, Carolyn, you only have a couple classes. You need to go finish and get your degree. And so you were very, very inspirational and motivational. Oh. To uh, me pursuing and completing my degree, so oh uh, wow, it was a ride. Yeah, yeah. you remember that? When we I do remember. Together. Oh, I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna fill them in. I'm gonna fill in your gaps. I'm letting you talk. <laughs> yep. But first of all, I can never take credit for her huge accomplishment. Carolyn has a really unique like success story that I will share when it's my turn to introduce her to. <laughs> so, well, the good thing about that was, you know, school gives you the opportunity to broaden your horizon and see things from a different perspective. It, it really is the networking part of work or the introduction to how you're going to network for the rest of your life. And, um, you know, from there, I joined a couple clubs. And so I immediately went to work and I interned at the radio station on campus, had a great time. They employed me uh, part time. Yeah, shout out to Hot 91. Hot 91 WNSV, the soul of VA. Um, also, uh, I've worked at the TV station, you know, so I've had the opportunity to work at some really great, uh, places in my field, which I'm very fortunate and blessed to do that because a lot of people get a degree and never even get to use it. So I'm, I'm lucky that I do get to work in my field, which is something that I love to do. Um, and, uh, other than that, you know, I'm laid back, cool type person, love music. Love concerts. Uh, I love reality TV, especially Ratchet stuff. Now I'm not Zeus Ratchet. I'm like classy Ratchet. Like I do <laughs> like better. You know, I do Housewives and yeah, you know, love and hip hop. But I'm not Zeus Ratchet. Okay. 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 Maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. If you let me come yes. back. We'll talk about Absolutely. the levels of Ratchetness. <laughs> I was about to say because it's definitely levels of reality TV and yeah. trash versus okay, it's a little bit realistic, but not quite. <laughs> different sprinkles of drama so yes oh my yes. god made up stories oh yeah doing it for yes. the storyline yes all of that good to know well again welcome to the show yes as carolyn mentioned we technically went to norfolk state but not together so she went after me so how it all worked out was we actually used to work together. Now, for all y'all listening, y'all know how I be feeling about work friends. <laughs> Carolyn know how I feel about work friends. And so yes. I know y'all like, I know y'all like, wait a minute, you said, I know what I said. Right. And I also said, okay. there's exceptions. And I said, there's a couple <laughs> people. <laughs> and I said, there's a couple people who were exceptions. And Carolyn's one of those exceptions, like three people that have managed <laughs> to get past <laughs> to get through that wall that I keep up when it comes to the co-workers. Oh my God. And, and it was um, a struggle too. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yes, you can share that story. Cause I remember, so like 
So Carolyn, um, so we met at a couple old jobs ago. Um, we both moved on, thank God. For right. Those- <laughs> <laughs> it, were, it was moved a on. step in, so we had it to, was- <laughs> you know, it was a it was a line on the resume. We just had to yeah, put it up. There. Basically a box to check. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, I was the trainer and Carolyn came in and was part of my training class. And, yep. you know, basically we had some sad conversations on our lunch yep. breaks about Pinterest and sharing recipes. And I said, oh, this girl likes the same stuff as me. Yep. And Carolyn and Carolyn looks really young. So I thought she was like close to my age. And I found out I put your age out there, but she's <laughs> a little bit older than me. But her energy and her vibe is just like, um, in a mature way, by the way, because sometimes that's not good when they act right. younger. But Carolyn was like, you know, she was definitely like mature, but fun and energetic to be around. And I said, oh, wow, okay, she's cool. But I was like, well, I don't care because she's still a co-worker. Like, <laughs> like, like we, ain't, we can go to lunch together and that's it. And so um, basically we kept our conversation. You wouldn't even let me be your Facebook friend. I couldn't be your Instagram friend. It was nothing. It yes. was, you see me five and that's it <laughs> <laughs> yes right and so um that is that is true she's not lying and so and I remember in the break room do you remember in that break room you had said something to me and you were like I don't understand like don't treat me like everybody else why you know basically like what's your problem she didn't say it like that she's very kind yeah. and I yeah. told her I was like yo it's nothing personal like right. just these people here be all, all in the mix and one thing right. I liked about Carolyn, what kind of made me loosen up a little bit with her is um, she always was like, I get it. You know, discretion is key in the workplace because she got it. And I said, thank you for understanding because some people just don't get it. Like if I invite yeah. you somewhere, you know, if I invite you somewhere on a Saturday, don't be coming up in here on Monday because then I got to right. explain and I don't feel like, so like she would always kind of get it. But I remember right. we had a, we had a whole conversation and I was yeah. like, look, it ain't nothing personal, girl. Right. And, I, and I said, I said, when I leave here, I'm holler at you. Yeah. <laughs> and I left right. and I, we added to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I did what I yeah. said I was going to do. And here yeah. we are like well over yeah. seven, eight years later. Like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of wild. Like, so we've known each other yeah. for a minute now. And here yeah. we are yeah. on a podcast and together. We supported each other, you know, like Absolutely. you came to my graduation. Well, it was my birthday party, actually. Yes. And, you yes. know, I supported you and your baby shower yes. and you know we your son and you know so we have been there in each other's lives for different things you know so yeah and, um you know it's I, but I did totally understand um about the situation and I think it was more specifically of how you have been treated in the past and you just yes. didn't want to repeat that that's what helped me not to um make it personal it yeah. helped me to really just say, well, it's not about me. It's about her experience. So I'm cool, you know, so we can just, yeah. you know, we can do it however you want to do it. And that's the approach I took, really. I'm, I'm just so glad Carolyn understood because it it never was not personal because it was like, man, she really seems like a cool person. But, yes. you know, I, I was a little bit younger then, too. So my guard yeah. was just like extremely up. And like she said, it was like prior experiences. Nice. um and I we kind of touched base we kind of touched on that on our last couple episodes like mm-hmm. when we talked about work friends and stuff and then I had my cousin on a previous episode and she was kind of mm-hmm. going through work stuff with co-workers and on the show and off the show I was like you already know how I feel like right don't be complaining <laughs> to me about them co-workers because <laughs> I you, told you <laughs> but you know what's funny I'm like that now 
now I'm like, oh, yeah. like on my job right now, it is probably two girls that I talk to on a personal basis, yeah. but that's it because, you know, you just, you can't trust work friends. You know what I'm you saying? Be because careful. yeah, something, well, this ain't supposed to be the work friend show. So we're not going to get into that. Maybe we'll that's save okay. that. We need to save that topic too. Work friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Cause that could Friendship be in the workplace. Topic. Specifically, <laughs> yes. Let's, the moral let's of the story a... is, I will say, be open minded because if, yeah. if I was so closed off, we would never be having this conversation. Right. So you just gotta um, use your discretion. You know, you gotta yeah. just kind of tread lightly. Yeah, <laughs> tread know? lightly for sure. And I think you have to. One thing um, I learned when I started this new job. Uh, they encouraged me like, oh, get to know the people and go out to lunch with them and do this. And I was like, no, my approach is going to be, I'm going to sit back and watch and people are going to show themselves through their action. And then I'll decide who I want right. to have a friendship with. But I'm not that's just jumping exactly. out there because that's how it gets messy because you Very. don't know who you can trust in the beginning. But if you sit back and watch now, I've been at this job almost a year, just shy of a year. And I'm just now starting to see I was right. My instinct told me not to trust that one, not to talk to that one. Oh, this one's cool. I could tell her this or, you know, so yep. I'm like that now. So I totally yeah. get, it, you yeah, know, no, that's cool. Well, yeah, that's, that's how we met. And so, and then while we were working there, of course, we would have those conversations between nine and five and I'm sure right. there was like some in between, of course, but yeah, yeah, Carolyn would share with me her um, desire to go back to school. And I was just like, what you mean? She's like, well, I got a few classes left. And I was like, really? That's it? Yeah. You better go. And she kind of was like dragging her feet a little bit. And then yes, finally, I did. She, was like, she was like, Crystal, I, went, I think I had already left the job. And then I we think kept so. in touch. And yeah. then we were like, I'm about to go to Norfolk State. And so I was yeah. like, great. Man, yeah. this girl, I feel like, I swear by the time she texted me or called and was like, I'm going to Norfolk State, she was done. And not only done, <laughs> she did great, guys. Like she, yeah. she really like, um, took advantage of the opportunity like she not only I just did. finished up her classes she like she's mentioned earlier she worked at the radio station shout out to hot 91 yeah. carolyn and i were both mass con majors so we have that yes. in common working in media yeah. um right. so she really would i mean she did more at hot 91 than i did when i was there and i was an on-air personality but you <laughs> know she what really Crystal, did good i had a plan when i went back to school like you mentioned uh i'm, I'm a little bit older i don't mind sharing my age I'm 46. I went back to school when I was 42, maybe. So really? I knew yeah. how school was supposed to go. I wasn't yeah. there to party. I didn't live in the dorms. I had my own apartment. I had a job, you know, so I was already responsible. And that's a that's the thing about college. When you go right out of high school, that is your learn how to be responsible phase. So you're yeah. going to party. You're going to not go to class. You're going to do all, all that is to be expected. But because I was so focused and driven, I was like, I put myself on the time uh, crunch and I was like, I got two years to get a job. My goal was by the time I graduate, I will have a full-time job. And so yep. everything I did was, you know, toward strategic. hitting that goal. It was very strategic. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a success story. So she like of course we go to graduations and we're just always excited but when she said I'm done I'm about to graduate it was <laughs> it was such a good feeling and I wasn't at the ceremony but I know I watched it virtually because you graduated you in 2021 did. right 
Yeah, during the pandemic. Yeah, and I was super pregnant at that time. So I was like, mm, probably won't be at the actual ceremony, but I um, you know, virtually watched it. And I was just so excited because like, yeah, you, like I said, you're excited for all the graduates that you know, but there are special people sometimes where you're like, man, I know their story and right. they really didn't have to be here. So right, this is an accomplishment. Right. So I was very it proud was. of her and she it had is. a job lined up. Like it was a very unique situation. So, yeah. and she's continuing to do big things. So yes, I've yes. learned a lot from Carolyn, just watching her and how she moved, you know? So I'm like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. So I think we were, we were connected at that job for a reason. Yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we so did, we could, you refreshed my you know? memory. Now we did have a lot of things that, comment i forgot yeah. about sharing the pinterest stuff <laughs> yeah that's that's but literally yeah, we did. how we talked because i think it was yeah. like a lunch break and i I was just like you know i was training her to do this job they were doing yes and so I, you know but i was a cool trainer i was like i mean they oh yeah this you know I, I follow the rules but then i was like we right. really gotta like yes really do all this y'all and so yeah. we'll be talking about other stuff but yes. uh yeah so thank you again for just being around and sticking, you know, trusting yeah. me and <laughs> staying yeah, the course. It's been a pleasure, honestly. That was it. Um, for me, let's see. It's been a busy weekend. Um, shout out to all the graduates. It's officially graduation season. It is. I went to uh, Regent University's graduation yesterday. My stepdad got his PhD. So shout Woo-hoo! out to all the all the graduates, but especially those PhD. Yeah, because uh, wow. get somebody else to do it because okay, <laughs> I am not interested in getting one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know what? I've been thinking about going back and getting my mm. master's. Oh, okay, thinking, okay. thinking, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to give a shout out to my goddaughter Amani. She is graduating from uh, ODU tomorrow with her associates. Oh, wow! So I am so proud of her. Congratulations, Congratulations. Amani. Yes, I thought she was still a child, like in high school. But <laughs> if it's the same one I'm remembering, yes. I see you post about her. Oh my goodness! Yeah. When did she become a grown up? I'm confused. <laughs> but congratulations! Grown. She was in school working two jobs. She has her own uh, preschool class. She is the teacher, oh. and she decorates her own door. She does her own things. All the teachers love her. All the parents love her. She's such a good student a good teacher a good young woman I'm so very proud of her uh the yeah. last time I talked to her her desire was to uh run a daycare center but you know that changes all the time so I'm not sure what she wants to do right now listen but I think she does want to stay yes in the preschool field she does like teaching the kids so no shout that's, out and to like teachers. you said that's a tough job yeah yeah I was gonna say shout out to teachers but especially those preschool teachers as a mom with a current basically preschooler up and a rising preschooler and one who has been through preschool we need you teachers and I do not like the fact that they are not by you you know some people like well I'm an elementary teacher look right it starts with early education it does yeah tell her to stay the course we need you um because the quality of some of these preschool teachers is just not great. I'll just say yeah. that. <laughs> so and you're um, right. Special shout out to teachers seriously. everywhere because next week is um, teacher appreciation week. So yeah, well, well, my son's daycare, they decided to do theirs last week. So oh, um, did it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Every day a gift. Yes. <laughs> and I know I just said, I appreciate y'all, but whoo, the pockets. <laughs> So I had to do like <laughs> gifts every day and pay off for daycare. Yes. Okay. But my son has a really good set of teachers. So it was easy and no a no-brainer to appreciate them. 
so I did get them little gifts every day of the week and it was That's cool cool. Yeah. yeah it was cool because they they deserved it and if they ain't deserve it then <laughs> would have just been like oh we forgot but, um, <laughs> yeah but shout out to her and shout out to all the graduates um yes it's funny because the topic that we're talking about today and we'll share what that is when we get to the random ramp but um Carolyn had already presented this topic to me before this weekend but it's funny because this weekend made me really think about the topic and say mm, like anytime you're around family uh the topic we talk about sometimes can relate and I was like man I was around a lot of family and friends yesterday and and, and as an introvert and as somebody who um can only do so much peopling I was mm-hmm. like oh boy I maxed out and um mm-hmm. I had to really set some things in place like boundaries and all that so we're teasing for the for the topic but um it's interesting that this topic kind of worked out right after this event but uh yeah shout out to my stepdad um who doesn't listen to the show probably so he'll probably (laughs) never hear it so I'm glad he gets his flowers (laughs) in real life because he probably won't even hear this um y'all know how family be they don't be never mind (laughs) um that's another topic (laughs) yeah you know they don't be like supporting you like that like or even asking like oh what about your podcast but anyway shout out to him um yeah let's see what else what else but overall it was a good weekend um and before we move on I just want to just on a on a personal note just if y'all are listening to this just be thankful for this moment that we're in right now um not to make the mood change but like if you haven't been living on a rock, there's a lot going on in the news. There's a lot mm. of mass killings. And I just could not not bring it up um, yeah. because it's getting closer and closer, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, my cousin lives in Dallas where the one mm. last night happened. Or wow. I can't even keep up, y'all. I think I it was know. the night before last. No, it was last night. It was like late um, on the East Coast time where we got the notification. Mm-hmm. And immediately I texted my cousin was like, uh, check in, please, because there was a, a you know, a, another mass killing at the mall, the outlet right. mall. And she thankfully wrote right back and was like, I'm good, but that's like yeah. 15 minutes from my house. And I'm like, see, wow. it's getting closer and closer to people we know. So right. just take a moment to just be thankful because unfortunately the prayers that I pray now are very specific you know, um, very specific, like not just pray for a good day, pray that mm-hmm. when I go to the grocery store or when I'm pumping the gas or doing all the everyday little stuff, just praying that I just come back home for me yeah. and everybody I know, um, right. especially these kids going to school. Um, yeah. Thankfully I work from home and I'll always be like, thank God I work from home, but I mm-hmm. still got to go out into the world. I still got family and friends that go out into the world every day. Right. And it's just getting real senseless. So just continue, you guys, to just stay prayed up, be vigilant. But it's sad because it's like you literally could be just doing the right thing and then you just yeah. be in the wrong place in the wrong time. Yeah. And absolutely. it was just heavy on my mind because it's just like, unfortunately, we've had two, two this week, two shootings mm-hmm. this week in yeah. Atlanta. And these are all places that any of us can be exactly. at any time. You know, right. it's getting. Usually it's like, oh, it's just some random town. Like, no, these are right. big cities hitting up. Yes, yes. You know, so yeah. prayers to anybody that hap- that might happen to be listening and going through it, you know, just, just, I don't know. I just want to get that off my chest because it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, we got to say something about this. Yeah. But anyway, that could be a whole other topic because I don't want to yes. <laughs> say my thoughts too much on that. But um, this is America. Mm. anyway on a lighter note carolyn we do this thing mm-hmm. called a burning question 
Um, Every episode, we just do a random question that comes to mind. And we ask our guests Mm -hmm. randomly, and then you just have to answer, and then I'll answer. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. the burning question is if you could pick any celebrity, to play you in a yeah. biography <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> who would you choose and I know you've probably seen this I think I got this from like the shade room or something <laughs> like uh, they posted about it I'm pretty sure this is not an original question but I have a running list and I said okay. oh Carolyn likes entertainment like I do like she said reality so I said this is right up Carolyn's alley <laughs> you know what it's um two people come to mind instantly because I always get um the resemblance people say that I have a resemblance to these two celebrities so I'm gonna say either one of them could play me okay Queen Latifah and Jill Scott people always tell me it's something about my presence or something I don't think we look that much alike but people always say both of those you remind me of Jill Scott you remind me of Queen Latifah so either one of those ladies since they're both actresses Yes, you know, now I can see the Queen Latifah um, reference. I can see it. Jill Scott, maybe not. And not even, you know, looks. I know obviously you don't look like her. But Queen Latifah, personality and low-key looks, I can see Mm -hmm. it. Especially with the right makeup. All the time, girl. I can see it. I never thought about that. Yes, like your vibe, your aura. I could totally Mm -hmm. see a Queen Latifah playing you. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we're going going with Cleo then. It's going to be Cleo. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, you could go for Cleo too. You could just, like your locks, you could just make them look like them cornrows you got. That'd be a good Halloween costume. You know what? I never, it's funny because since you mentioned Halloween, um, not every year, but I always. I love I the brat was my favorite rapper growing up. When she came out, I loved the brat, everything, her flow, her style. I was a tomboy, just like her, everything. And so I dressed a couple years, I dressed up as the brat. But now you gave me a new idea for Halloween. I might do Cleo one year. I think you should do it because her costume was easy. <laughs> it and is then you easy. gotta and then you gotta reenact that scene. Cause there was yes. a real, I don't know if you've seen it was a girl that reenacted the sh- shooting scene where she died and she was I mean it was so realistic is that the kind of heavy set girl because she wasn't it's one girl like okay it's a girl called five wings and a prayer or something like that (laughs) this girl is all over Facebook store and she reenacting like all the major scenes from black movies and tv show hilarious (laughs) she is hilarious oh you have to send me a couple of her click her Uh, uh, links or whatever yeah, yes. no, but I could definitely, it's an easy costume, I think. Okay, the one she got. you I mean, gave me a good idea. She can do, you could do, she had a lot of scenes, but the one mm-hmm. that everybody knows is the saddest scene. Yes, she, yes. He was holding on <laughs> for dear life. Y'all know the scene, know. you know you know. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, um, okay, so Queen Latifah and Jill Scott, I could totally see yeah. it. More so, more so Queen Latifah. All right, we'll so for me, uh, a lot of people... And this has been happening since probably a long time. <laughs> this person is a black actress and she's been relevant as long as I've been alive. So um, this person gets brought up a lot, meaning um, random people who don't know each other will say, you know what you look like? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I think I know who you're talking about, but let me see what you say before I put mm-hmm. that idea in your head. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, da, da, da. So I would get Gabrielle Union to play oh okay i get her yeah yeah. i get her a lot and then people who really know you know like carolyn 
um because some people this next person is not that mainstream but if you're in yeah. that world you'll know mm-hmm. shit so i get yandy from love and hip-hop a lot oh my god yeah well. <laughs> didn't i used to say that i, think I was I about to say, say like i yandy. think you said it yes. yeah matter of fact you something were like about one of the you first yes and it's something about you it depends on the hairstyle too like yeah well gabrielle union like with the right makeup and the eyebrows if mm-hmm. my hair is like pulled back like this or mm-hmm. it's they're always talking about the cheekbones mm-hmm. and just kind of like the smiles of the face but mm-hmm. um every blue moon like it's specific people they'd be like yandy and yes i remember <laughs> it was you so yes. um even even my husband said it's like yeah i could see it he's like gabrielle and i could see it but yandy i could see it too yeah so it's weird like even my current um manager i didn't even think she knew who gabrielle union is mm-hmm. so we'll just leave it there and okay. one day she was just like i don't know where she's like you know what you look like and i was like she ain't gonna never say gabrielle union because they probably mm-hmm. don't even know and she was like, you know, the actress Gabrielle Union. I was like, yeah. And she's like, have you gotten this before? I said, yeah, I get it often. And she's like, you just look like her. And then there was one other time where I was like, okay, this is a thing. I had a, a virtual meeting with someone I never, never met before. It was like for a business meeting. And mm-hmm. she was trying to keep it professional. And she was. And at the very end, she said, can I just, can I just say something? Or she's like, can I be transparent with you or something? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck she about to say? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I am so sorry. I know this is like not professional. She said, she's like, I'm not going to lie. Like when I, cause we, me and her did a couple meetings and she's like, I'm not going to lie. She said, when you first logged in the very first day um, <laughs> for the session, it was like a training we had to do. We had to, it was like a group thing, a breakout session. Mm-hmm. And so me and her had some one-on-one time and she was like, I'm not going to lie. When I, when I first logged in and saw you pop up on the screen, all the people, she's like, goodness that Gabrielle Union and like somebody <laughs> trying to like trying to like because she's I know your name didn't say Gabrielle but she was like right. this is no way like is she like trying to like blend in with us like Low oh my key. goodness uh-huh. <laughs> and I said oh no I'm so sorry I said I wish I said I'm flattered but she's like do you get that a lot I said I do I said yeah. it's not a direct resemblance but it depends mm. on the hair and the makeup right. and she's like yeah she's like I really kept looking because like yeah. at first all of our videos were like really big I mean, yeah. really small. And she's like, I kept looking at your thumbnail. She's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So I can see it. I can see so it. That's who, that's who I would get to play mm-hmm. is Gabrielle Union with the right hair and makeup team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, well, she'll be fine. But I would, if I really want to channel my Gabrielle Union, I need the right makeup. Yeah. Hair. <laughs> you know, some days I'm like, no way. <laughs> You're looking a little rough. Yes. But yeah, so mean. cool. Cool. Okay. So yeah. Queen Latifah and Gabrielle Union. That's it. Black excellence. Love yes. it. Love it. All right. So maybe they need to do a it. show together. Something. Watch and watch. And when we log off and post <laughs> this, then all of a sudden they're going to be announcing um that they are doing something together. So random. Yes. Gotcha. And we'll all say right. you heard it here first. Absolutely. <laughs> on the Random Eloquence podcast. <laughs> So this is our favorite part of the show, the meat of the episode where we talk about the random rants. Um, So today's random rant, like I teased earlier, we're going to be talking about triggers, okay? Specifically, you know, what they are, how to deal with them, how to cope with them. Just, we're going to be talking about triggers, what causes them. And Carolyn actually brought this topic up um, and we'll get into it. And I said, yeah, let's have a conversation about it because it's a vague topic, but she highlighted some specific things that we can curate a good, solid conversation about. 
And like I mentioned earlier, you know, I went to a graduation event and dinner and it was an all day thing. And while I'm thankful to have family and friends to celebrate with, um, sometimes, you know, it could be a challenge because um, ooh, family can trigger you, friends can trigger you. Um, so we'll get into it. I'll save it for, you know, our topic. But thank you for presenting this topic for us. Let's just get the conversation started. What what is your definition of a trigger? And then we'll get into the formal, you know, textbook definition of it. So my definition of a trigger would be an emotional or a response, whatever your response to something emotional um, that happened in your life. So for example, um, it could be a smell, it could be uh, a sound, it could be a feeling, you know, a place that you go to, and that would trigger you to have some type of emotional response, whether it's good or bad, but some type of emo, and we'll get into that, whether it's, uh, you know, some type of response to something. So what do you, what do you say? I agree with you. I definitely, I definitely think it's a what you a summary of what you just said. So I'll just leave with the with the formal definition. And according to, um, we'll have the articles linked in the show notes, by the way. But according to VeryWellMind.com, the term trigger refers to the experience of having an emotional reaction to a disturbing topic, such as violence or the mention of suicide or any kind of like media events like it could be something in a media or in a social setting that takes you back to a place that maybe you thought you were healed from but you really wasn't um and then one thing I want to note per this article as well they highlighted that there is a difference between being triggered and being uncomfortable um Mm. so we'll get into the differences when we talk about like well what are they exactly well you know what are they like what are some solid examples etc so yeah that's the formal definition yeah um in today's world we all use the word trigger i'm triggered oh my goodness she triggered yes. me i'm triggered we do use it a lot and it is low-key yes. overused and a yes. lot of us really are using it out of context um right. i know it is a it's a valid psychology word that you know mm-hmm. everybody who's a therapist and working mm-hmm. at field they're probably tired of hearing people come to their therapy sessions and like i'm triggered And then I'm sure they're like, well, ma'am, you're not probably really triggered using the wrong, the word wrong. (laughs) Um, So, you know, make sure y'all are, you know, using it in the right way. I think that the, I think the reason for the overuse of the word trigger is that now we are stepping more into a mental health awareness society. You know, we, especially in the black community, we are really fighting to be aware of our mental health. And yes. I think that's why people are overusing the word because really to us, it's something new. We didn't grow yeah. up. Our grandparents, they were, or let's go back great grandparents too, when they were slaves or in Jim Crow, you talking about triggered, you talking huh. about going to places and having physical, um, physical reaction to something, you know, uh, tragic that happened. So now, 
and fast forward to 2023, because we are advocating more to be aware of our mental health. You know, now this word is becoming overused. So yeah. it's a good and a bad thing because at least now people are knowing what the word means triggered. But like you said, we're using it in the wrong way. So we're going to try to navigate through this and educate people so that they can have more understanding or at least be in a position where they will research it more for themselves. Now, I think we need to put a disclaimer here and say that neither one of us are psychiatrists or psychologists. Yeah, <laughs> so we are just reminder. giving our personal opinions and sharing our personal um, experiences with the work. Yes. Thank you for that disclaimer. Cause you know, people are like, well, I heard on this podcast, right. you know, the FCC is involved. <laughs> Shout out to the FCC class. Carolyn, I'm talking about that, that dangerous class. We had to all pass at Norfolk state and mass Comm. with With a certain uh, professor who yes, shall remain, remain nameless. <laughs> if you know, you know, but everybody's yes. like, Oh my God, MassCom is so easy. You guys get to ah. just talk on the radio and make videos. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. no imagine knowing the law all yes. the stuff y'all watch on tv you had to like right. know the law about media and that was the yes. hardest class ever it was, <laughs> anyway yes talking about trigger Whew. right <laughs> <laughs> takes me that back. was one for you <laughs> yes so no good points but yeah we're not professionals but we're just again you know just we did our own little research and we're just having a dialogue about it making you all aware and my goal on the show is to always just present topics to make you all reflect to yourself and say, oh, never thought about it like that. So right. that's what we're doing here. Um, let's see, what's next with this topic? This is such a big topic. So we just, we're keeping it simple, but structured at the same time. Um, well, you know, I want to mention, Crystal, real quick that, mm -hmm. you know, some examples of triggers you know, it could be uh, holidays or anniversaries, you know, especially if there's a death um, surrounding that holiday or anniversary. Um, actually, it's a girl I graduated high school with and I just saw on Facebook, her mom died on her birthday. Oh, no. Can you imagine how hard that would be? Like, yeah. especially like the first couple of ones, you know, yeah. how can you celebrate your birthday on the same day your mom died? Like that day will never be. Oh. And she was very close with her mom. You know, like I, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, my heart goes out to her. Cause that is such a, yeah, that's difficult, a difficult space to live in. You know, she's either going to be extremely happy or on her birthday or extremely sad you know, on her yeah. birthday. So that could definitely be a trigger. Like um, polar certain, opposite emotions. Yes, absolutely. You know, certain sounds or smells, taste, we were talking about all the senses. Uh, if people are yelling, you know, that could be a trigger. Loud noises, arguing, uh, being ridiculed or judged, being mm. alone, getting rejected. All mm. these things are triggers that could cause painful memories and it can even bring up symptoms. And I want to give an example. A um, couple of things I want to say, actually. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Miss Pat show on BET. Miss mm -mm. Pat I've show. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Oh, so you got to watch it. It's a real cool show. I love Shout okay. out to Miss Pat. I saw okay. her when she came to Virginia Beach Funny Bone. She's hilarious. Oh, okay. But she um, just recap of her story real quick. I think she's from Atlanta, maybe. Um, but she grew up very tough neighborhood. She got pregnant early. She sold drugs. 
um, her sister kid, her sister died, so she raised her kids. Like she went through all these traumatic experiences. I think um, she had a child with an older man. Like she just went through mm. all. She sold drugs. She did all this crazy stuff very young in life. And then she kind of, uh, I think she was like on probation or something. And one of her uh, probation officers or whoever counselor she had to meet with, they told her they said, you know, every time you come here, you make me laugh. You're so funny. Why don't you try comedy? And she was like, comedy, you know, I'm just telling my real life story. Like, it ain't funny to me. This is real life. And she actually started doing stand up and she got very okay. popular. So now she has a show on BET called The Miss Pat Show. And um, the last episode I watched, it was her and her sister. Her sister's played by Tammy Roman. So, okay. yeah, great. I think they do great as sisters. Um. And they actually grew up in an abusive home. Mm. Uh, and something happened on the show. And they were talking about their mother's boyfriend who used to abuse them. And Tammy's character couldn't get past the trauma. And Pat's character, she wanted to stand up and get, she didn't want to let those triggers or that trigger keep her suppressed you know keep her retreating she wanted to stand up and fight and that is something also about triggers you don't have to be a victim to your trigger you know mm. once you are triggered you have to identify the trigger and learn what causes the trigger and then learn how to negate that feeling so that you can move past it and i think this is how it ties into friendships or this is how i wanted it tie into friendships because a lot of times what I'm learning Crystal when you talk about the adult friendships we get on this miscommunication simply because one friend is triggered and doesn't know how to verbalize that that's what I was talking about when I said I'm not a mind reader so yeah. I get it especially females. We have hormones, we have children, we're, we're wives, we have husbands and, you know, we're working and we might have our own business and, you know, we're pulled in all these different directions, wearing all these hats. And then when it's time to have girlfriend time, you know, especially with me, I'm single, no kids. So my flexibility is different. You know, I'm ready to go at the drop of a dime. I don't have to yeah. make arrangements. So sometimes with those friends it's like um they something could trigger them and they react in a certain mm, way okay. but I didn't know that was a trigger for you you see what I'm saying does that make sense yes but do you have a solid example of like when you felt like the communication or that person was triggered like when you say the other person was triggered and didn't know how to verbalize like what happened um so, if you can share yeah um, or an adjacent example without being specific so basically it was just something something simple as um you know say it's a girl group okay and the girl group maybe they meet for cocktails okay well one person is like well I can't go at this time because of this 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 and this and they make arrangements for one person. But then when someone else says, well, I can't go at this time. It's like, oh, well, you catch us on the next one. Well, why mm. do we get to make provisions for this person? But when I can't go, it's like, oh, well, you catch us on the next time. But then gotcha. when I react now, oh, you're blowing it out of proportion. It wasn't that serious. You know, 
But yes, it was clearly. And I guess it kind of ties into gaslighting too. You know, you can get into gaslighting because <laughs> clearly mm. I'm, I'm bringing out a distinction of where you gave this person a pass, but you don't give me a pass. But like you right. said, you're trying to be an adult and present what you observe right. and have an adult conversation, but then they're right. kind of like reactive and triggered and like, well, yes. why are you blowing? Like, like, like you just said, putting it back on you, projecting, gaslighting. Well, you you're know, blowing out of proportion and dismissing your feelings about it. Dismiss, that's why I say it can kind of get a little gaslighting too. Um, but, you know, I'll give you another example. I actually just had this conversation with my aunt today. And um, it's kind of sad, but I'll just say it. Um, her son was passing. He was in the hospital. Mm. And someone else came in the room and they were being, you know, their normal bubbly self, just trying to cheer everybody up. But it wasn't the appropriate time and place. Well, this happened years ago. And, you know, I just had this conversation with my aunt today. And she said, you know, at that time, I didn't want to be happy. You know, I wanted to sit with my feelings and I wanted to really evaluate what was going on, you know, and that person annoyed me or triggered mm -hmm. me because it caused me to burst out. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. see, that's what I'm talking about. Because a lot of times when you react in the moment, people think you're just being mean, you're being selfish, you're being, um, uh, un, you know, insensitive. They want to call you all these things, but what they really don't realize is that what you did to them was a trigger and maybe they just couldn't verbalize it at the time. Mm, that's a great point. I like how you said that. Cause I think it makes me think of all the times where I might've said something in a reactive way or vice versa. I might've said something thinking that I'm being helpful. And then the way they responded, I'm like, Hmm, not thinking deeper like oh well maybe that was a trigger or maybe something else that had nothing to do with me happened but yes. me doing a b c d yes set it off for them. set it off <laughs> yep absolutely mm, okay yes well you know i guess that's why okay so let's talk about the different types uh, of yes. triggers so like there are uh i'm looking i just did a basic google search Mm -hmm. And there are five listed five emotional triggers. So you can have, you can fear or surprise is one. Everyone is afraid of something. Sadness and empathy. Sadness is a powerful emotion that can come in many forms. We know that trust and comfort can be one competitiveness or passion, mm. keeping up with the Joneses. And we talked about that. Shout out to our keeping up episode. Mm -hmm. Talked about that connection or belonging you know human nature everyone has a desire to belong to something to feel part of a group mm. you know so those are just emotional effective emotional triggers okay. um and crystal I, I think people need to know how to identify let's get into how to identify your trigger because like you said we overuse the word and we probably using it wrong so how do we identify without being a therapist or you know a professional of this I would say you said mainly how we identify them right mm -hmm. I would say trying your hardest to do the work to acknowledge and accept this is something that triggers me this behavior mm -hmm. this action 
about this thing or this person or this place, just saying it out loud and accepting it, number one, accepting Mm -hmm. that this is a trigger. And then looking for things, like I hear people say, looking for things to put in my toolbox, not my actual toolbox, but my (laughs) toolbox of just ways Mm -hmm. to cope or to deal with certain things in life. So once you're able to properly identify them, then you can start building a toolbox and say, all right, I know, you know, on Sunday nights, you know, when it's time to end the day, I get mm-hmm. triggered when I realize I got to go <laughs> log into work tomorrow. So instead of just letting the trigger take over you, you know, right. hey, there's some self-care Sunday things I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going for a walk, you know, an hour before yes. I wind down might help. Like just knowing different tools to say, it's a trigger. I can't really get rid of it right now for whatever reason because right. I'm still working through it. Mm-hmm. But let me do some different things to cope, which we can get mm-hmm. into a little later with coping, how to cope with them. So I would mm-hmm. say identifying them like that, just being real with yourself right. and don't deny your feelings because that's the worst yes. thing that we can do. Just acknowledge yeah. like, yep, I'm triggered. And communicate to those around you and say, I'm right. sorry, but you know, Carolyn, every time you do A, B, C, D, like yes. I can't help, but do you know I can't help but respond that way I want you to know it's nothing right. to do with you <laughs> it's right. um it's me not you kind of like our friendship yeah. conversation like yeah I guess it's, it ties like when we first met yeah. I guess looking yeah. back I guess looking back you you trying to pursue friendship with me in the workplace maybe that was mm-hmm. a trigger because I was like Haha, last time I did this it didn't end well so mm-hmm. maybe that was a trigger back then I didn't know the language right um, yeah but but that might that might be an example, I think. So just identifying them by just being real, yeah. calling it out. You know, I want to add to that and say, um, I think you have to spend time with yourself. I think you have to do a lot of inner inner um, or retrospective inward because you need to know. I think sometimes we get so cloud crowded and cloudy by the demands of our responsibilities. I have to be here. So girl, I have made some lists some days where every hour of the day is accounted for. I need to be yeah. here by 9.30. 10 o'clock, I need to be doing it. 11.30, I need to be this, this and this. And I'm like, oh my God, the day just pulls you and run you. But they're all important things that you have to do. You yep. can't not do them. So I get it. But I think sometimes we have to disconnect yes. from just electronics in general you know tv phones computer everything just disconnect be to ourselves and i think in those still moments that's when we can tell what is really important and what we just have made a high priority because those are two different things important and high priority are two different things so a lot of times we take the high priority stuff and make it important and it's not, you know, so we have to do that. We have to spend time with ourselves. We have to um, be to ourselves. We have to, I, I heard something, uh, someone said, uh, maybe I found it on like Instagram, a meme or something like that. And it says like, pay attention to how you feel when you're around certain people. Oh yeah. I've seen that. And I believe believe that yes yes you have to you have to pay attention when you're with not a group of people but one-on-one when certain people come around you do you and they leave do you feel inspired do you feel burdened do you feel negative do you feel happy do you feel loved do you feel like what emotion and you have to take those moments to really check in with yourself 
and 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 say that like inwardly like how do i feel at this moment and 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 how did that interaction benefit me you know because that's what's going to help you to identify some of your triggers also yep i i love that that was a great way to to say that as well because you hit it, you hit the nail right there on that one with the pay attention to how people make you feel, because that's one of the ways, like Carolyn said, that's one of the ways to do the inner work, to be like, all right, when I'm around this person, they pull this feeling out of me. I always hear the thing too, like different, it's, I forgot how to say and go, but different people, like to Carolyn's point, different people bring out different versions of you. Oh and God, you, yes. And- <laughs> And if you find yourself acting out of character consistently with a certain person, then, you know, right. yeah. there's some, again, that inner word, like, mm, let me figure out why that is and why I can't be my full self or yeah. why I feel like my guard is up constantly when I'm in communication with them. Yeah, so. you do. You really have to pay attention to, to that because you have to notice that your emotion, you know, when you have to change to be in someone else's presence, that's a sign right there. That's a clear sign that you're not being your true authentic self. And, you know, the older we get, you know, the older I get, (laughs) the more I am really trying to be my true and authentic self. You know, um, like I mentioned, I'm single. So I do a lot of things on my own, you know, and I enjoy them. I mean, I would like the company of someone sometimes, but I do enjoy them because I really get to be with myself and check in and see how I'm really going on because I'm always serving other people. Yeah. You know, very rarely do people serve me. I'm always serving other people. Ooh. And so I have to check in with myself and make sure that although they may can't serve me in the way that I serve them, that it's not belittling you know what I'm saying because sometimes you can do things for people and they make you feel like you're obligated you're supposed to or you have to or whatever but it has to it it, I I believe like this okay like say for example I borrow money from you right okay I borrow money from you well I may not be able to pay you back that's the whole point of me borrowing the money because you (laughs) have more money than me I have less money not to say I wouldn't pay you back, but I'm just saying, yeah, the I may not be is, in a position, right. right? But guess what? You might get a blessing somewhere else. You see what I'm saying? It. Let's say you gave me the money. It may yeah. not come. What I want to say is your blessing may just the person that you were a blessing to, they may not bless you back in that same manner. It may right. come from a different way. It may come a different way you know, a different person or a different way. So it's the same thing with relationships, emotional relationships. I might can't do the exact same thing that you do, but what I do should at least be serving you. I shouldn't be less, you know, I guess it gets into love languages. You know, is it, are, are you, um, what are the different love languages? Like Touch, acts of service. Yeah, acts of service. Um, um, quality time. Verbal quality time. <laughs> words of affirmation. You know, what if I'm a words of affirmation person and you're a acts of service person? To My mind doesn't work like that. I, I don't yep. work to give you stuff, but I can say it. You know what I'm saying? So I think mm. we have to have some grace 
on people also because and, and that's why that's why we said at the beginning when you're getting to know people you really got to take time and get to know them you can't just jump into you know you have to take time and observe them you can't just jump into relationships because that's how stuff gets messy and that's how people get stuff twisted you know yeah and that's how a lot of assumptions are made too because yes. like you said you jump into a relationship, whether it be romantic, friendship, whatever the case, and y'all are in that honeymoon stage, you know, in the beginning. But then when life starts to life and certain situations arise, there's a lot of assumptions made. You're like, oh, well, I just assume when I went through this, I assume that you would respond that way. And you're like, well, you shouldn't assume because we never had a conversation about it because we're still getting to yes. know each other. So mm-hmm. kind of tying it back to you know, the trigger situation, just kind of being upfront and just communicating as best as you can your needs when it comes to yes. being in relationship with the person or but when somebody, you know, oh, I was say, and when somebody I, does something, just being comfortable with mm-hmm. acknowledging, like I said, just owning and say that triggers me, mm-hmm. that bothers me and I'm working mm-hmm. through it. I'm still mm-hmm. in my healing process. So mm-hmm. just being honest with you, if you could kind of mm-hmm. help me, you know, help me help you by not doing right. that. <laughs> right. True. True. And I think we sh- we can't be afraid to have those conversations. I think a lot of times we're scared. Yes. Um, to have that conversation, but I think it's in the way you say it. There's a way that you could say it where it's not offensive. You know, mm-hmm. where you could just share how you're feeling. You know, one thing I like about my new coworker, we have some of the best conversations because she's always checking in on my mental health because she understands mental health, you know? Mm. So she checks in all the time. How are you feeling today? What did that do to you? How did you feel when that happened? You know, and I love those type of conversations and it's helped me to have more conversations with people. Like I've had those type of conversations with my mom and my aunts that i would have never had with them before. You know, I've had them Mm. to check in with themselves and I've had them to see things in a different way. Like, well, you can't just view it like that because you don't know what that other person was going through. You don't, you're making assumptions, like you said, that it was this way, but you, what if it had nothing to do with you? Yeah. Did you even think about that? It it may not have anything to do with you, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's, um, you know, it, it, it's a lot, but I think the main thing is just uh, checking in with yourself, you know, yes. definitely knowing, learning yourself, spending time alone, spending time free of influence. And yep. again, the influence is the TV and, you know, all those things are mood altering devices. You know, when you listen yep. to music, your mood immediately changes. And I love music, but sometimes mm-hmm. when you need to think for yourself and, and check in with yourself, you need to just sit in silence and listen to your thoughts that are running yes. through your mind. You know, and when we, I think that a lot of people are afraid to be still because they don't want to address the thoughts that are running through your mind. I've but definitely that- noticed that about people. Mm-hmm. As I get older, there's a lot mm-hmm. of, like you just said, a lot of people are not comfortable sitting in silence sitting in stillness like the other day matter of fact somebody got in my car and I love music as well I'm Mm -hmm. always listening to music or or I'm listening Mm -hmm. to a podcast anytime I'm in a car there's usually something on but I do this thing and this kind of goes back into ways to cope whether it be triggers or just mental health 
Um, but I do this thing. I remember I had a teacher in graduate school that called it this, and I got the idea from him. But he said, sometimes when I get in the car, you know, give yourself a little bit of windshield time. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what is that? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, it's just, you know, basically when you just get in the car, everything's cut off. You got a long drive or you got a work commute or you're coming home from work. It's just that yeah. time to just drive in stillness in yeah. silence. Of course, he was like, don't lose focus. Pay attention to what's going on right. around you. <laughs> but you don't have that distraction of the right. background noise. And he said, yes. some of my biggest ideas and some of my deepest reflections have occurred while having my windshield time and so I do that quite often because usually I'm in the car with my kids and there's no such thing as still as quiet (laughs) it's it's a whole bunch of yelling and mommy look and I'm like I am merging on the highway I cannot (laughs) I cannot look back there right now um it won't be it won't end well so um when I so the other day somebody got my car and they were like why is it so quiet in here mm-hmm. you know where's the music and I said oh my bad well actually no I'm learning also I'm not apologizing I didn't do anything right. wrong so right. I just said I said oh well I just didn't feel like listening to music you know sometimes you just want to ride in silence mm-hmm. and they were like oh okay I said yeah no reason I just didn't want to listen to it because like you said mm-hmm. music will change your mood you yeah. could hear a commercial you could just become overwhelmed yeah. or influenced and the next thing you know you're like why am I mad exactly like, oh it's because I listened yeah. to that mad song or that sad yeah. song that brought me down. Yeah. Um, and that goes for social media, as we know. Yes. So it just, it all connects. So give yourself some windshield time um, yeah. when you're in the car. Try it out. It works. I also yeah. do it in the shower. You know, the shower is just my time to just mm-hmm. zone out. Um, of mm-hmm. course, wash your body because that's important. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you're done with that, just stay in there like another minute and just yeah. breathe and just yes. let your mind just literally release. I call it washing away today. Just yes. wash it away and release. So, yes, I, I think that's a good way to cope. So let me let's let's tie back a little bit. Um, Let's get back to the beginning a little bit. What causes a trigger since we're talking about ways to cope and mm-hmm this and that how did we get there how did we even get a trigger to begin with um so in my research I found uh that a lot of mental health experts they really don't know yet what actually Mm -hmm. causes a trigger or like Mm -hmm. how they form like we know what causes them but we don't know Mm -hmm. physically I guess how they form and they Mm -hmm. you know some researchers believe that the brain stores memories from traumatic events differently Mm -hmm. from memories of a non-traumatic event so I'm sure like people who study the brain um they notice like okay happy memories you don't it it brings out a different feeling when you are reflecting on a happy memory but when you're reflecting on something bad or traumatic it obviously brings out a different feeling that can affect you in I would say a domino effect of different ways so Mm -hmm. um that basically they don't know what causes it yet they further discuss too like in our brain how what a trigger does so when we're triggered our brain will interpret quickly like once you're triggered or something happened that made you be triggered your brain then automatically goes and basically what we know as flight or fight and it mm-hmm. goes into that that response and a trigger can cause an emotional reaction before we mm-hmm. realize we become upset kind of tying back to what Carolyn was saying in conversation, some people are just reactive. And if you don't give mm-hmm. yourself time to just process what was said, you might be reactive and just say something you didn't mean. Mm-hmm. So that's a version of a tr- trigger. And it says here, you know, triggers usually have a strong sensory connection 
Mm-hmm. So it could be a sight, sound, taste, or smell. Going back to what we've already said. So but let's let's break that down real quick. So yeah, yeah. You just said that initially they don't know where triggers come from, but mm-hmm. it is stored in the brain, right? Yeah. It, it's it, okay. And then you just said that there is an emotional connection to the trigger. So our brain, once we have an experience, our brain does its best to store it as a memory. Yep. And then once we have that memory, it automatically connects and attaches itself to us, to whether it was a good experience or a bad experience. Yep. And that's where the fight or flight kicks in. So if it's a good experience, we we revel in that. We laugh and we tell the story. Oh, remember we did this and oh, that was so fun. And remember we went here, we got stuck down the beach and that was a great time because we had to walk back home and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but then there's the other side of the coin where it wasn't a good memory, where there is a, once it connects to us in a negative way, we want to forget it we want to block it out. That's a defense yep. mechanism. Yes. We want to, sh- you know, forget about it. We got amnesia you know, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, yes. And so our body does, I guess, what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where the trigger comes in because it brings itself back up. You know, I was reading yeah. something and it said the reason why it's called a trigger is because just like on a gun, you know, it is the the part that you pull. So you have the control. You see that? Yep. The trigger is, is the part that you, you pull and that's you giving control of whether it's going to hurt you or whether you're going to flip it and let it help you you know Mm. now it's not always that easy you know because sometimes it takes people years to to process their trigger it takes therapy to process their trigger it takes you know um some drastic changes in your life maybe you know for for it to um uh you know for you to get beyond or at least deal with your trigger so it's not always an easy thing but I think we're just trying to encourage people to, if you can identify it, that's half the battle. Yes. And it, like, like you said, identifying, acknowledging it. And acknowledging it's half of the battle. The healing will come over time. You know, getting the right help, getting the right resources, uh, having the right people around you who can love you past it or love you through it you know, and help you deal with it. Cause some people, it, it's very, you know, some people have had some really rough lives, you know, yep. and it's not just something that you can say, Hey, I'll get over this in a week. You know, some no, people may, yeah. I was reading something that says some people, uh, trigger will stay with them forever. Yeah. You know? I know a few people who I can pretty much guarantee that what they've been through is probably going to stick with them especially mm-hmm. if they're not trying to get any work right. or whatever, but it's true. I've seen some people yeah. who are in elderly, for example, yeah. I'm like, man, you're still holding on to something that was happened yes. when you were 17 
Yes. And you're now 80. Like yes. I've seen it in real life. It's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. And you'll bring up certain stuff and they just like explode. Yes. Yes. You're like I had nothing. I wasn't even there. When right. You <laughs> when you were 17, <laughs> I wasn't right. even a thought because you were ancient. So yes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> no, all jokes aside. But yeah, it's it's truly a thing. And mm-hmm. I think the reoccurring theme that we're saying here so far is just be honest with yourself and just verbalize it and just accept it because we're all human. Nobody's perfect. We yeah. all have some kind of trigger. Yes. And even if you've had a pretty normal life with the norm, you know, nothing super traumatic, even if you had that baseline, normal life, quote unquote, right. there's always something. Always. And, it, and it can be yeah. simple. Triggers don't have to be super traumatic or super sad. Right. It could be it could be something like, you know, I used to drink soda all the time and mm-hmm. I cut it out. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I went to. Or when Chile, I hit a crack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I heard my coworker. Crack. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's Triggers. a great example. I heard her crack open that Pepsi and I'm like, oh, yes. man. I got to have back. one. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like at the soda machine. Like, do I do it? Or yes. do I just drink this water? Yeah. Been there. Speaking from personal experience. no but yeah so triggers can be something as simple as like i'm trying to do better but you know these donuts keep calling my name or something like that it can really (laughs) it can really be a lot of different things so this is Mm -hmm. this is good stuff um switching a little bit because we talked about what causes sugars and basically you know we did our best to kind of relay what caused it but Mm -hmm. um trigger warnings is something that this article pointed out trigger mm-hmm. warning so when we're scrolling and watching the news i notice the trend now if they mm-hmm. are good journalists mm-hmm. or a good mm-hmm. you know media outlet they will put trigger warning and mm-hmm. because of the society we live in now i think that's helpful because sometimes yes. i don't want to accidentally scroll or stumble upon right. something that may take me to a place um right. i've noticed it on tv shows i've even noticed it on other podcasts they'll say trigger warning if we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about this and that topic if this mm-hmm. is something that might affect you please log off please don't yeah. listen so i think that's appropriate given the world that we now live in i think that's mm-hmm. helpful but by definition they they discuss like trigger warnings are they helpful um mm-hmm. and basically it says overall what i gather is it is helpful because it gives people time to mentally or physically prepare for mm-hmm. a potentially distressing topic Mm-hmm. um you know it's yeah and it does say here that trigger warnings are used in settings like social media and stuff so what we talked about yeah. some of the advantages of an actual trigger warning would be um again gives them the gives them the chance to prepare or just ju- to just avoid it altogether if they haven't even dealt with it mm-hmm. it says given that a trigger tends to be more distressing if it comes as a surprise a warning can help someone with like ptsd right. um it helps them feel safe um, so that's one of the advantages. Some of the disadvantages of having a trigger warning on things in life would be that they can reinforce avoidance behavior. So going back to, like you mm-hmm. said, the other side of the coin, people mm-hmm. who avoid it, they just don't want to talk about it. I know mm-hmm. this happened, but I don't want to even bring it up. That's right. not helpful. Long-term, that's not helpful because it's festering in your brain. Right. And one day it's going to come out. And that's with anything in life. If we just hold right. it in, it's going to come out eventually. And when it comes out, it may not be the right time or it might be in the worst way. And mm-hmm. so um, basically a disadvantage of a trigger warning is avoidance behaviors, which might make your PTSD 
long, um, harder or harder to deal with in the long run. Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of all ties back to just how to cope with them. But I thought that was important to bring up, being that we just kind of started the show talking about all the things happening in the media. Right. And it's, getting, it's getting real rampant where it's like, man, they don't even put trigger warnings on stuff no more. It's just like, right. boom, this happened. Because media is, is so quick to try to get stories out. Yes. And they don't you know, realize the families of these people are watching. Yeah, two things. Um, you know, that's the lawsuit that Vanessa Bryant actually sued. Mm, um, I think it was point. the city of LA and she won yeah. because yes. they didn't even give the police time to properly inform her of the passing of her son and her I mean her husband and her daughter. You right. know, she found out on TMZ like everybody else, or excuse me, I shouldn't have said TMZ, whatever outlet it was. She I think found it out was via Zito. social media, you know, like everybody else. And um, I can't even imagine. I know that that is I crazy. can't even imagine. Celebrity or not, I cannot imagine right. yeah. finding out you when found out other people. Yeah, on just scrolling on your phone, you know, that right. the worst day in your life yes it's happening yeah Mm -hmm. but the other thing i want to mention about trigger warnings and um why they are so important and why we need to really and i have seen a lot more outlets especially the blogs because that's mainly what i follow uh i've seen the blogs be more diligent about um you know censoring and putting that trigger warning up i think what happens i was listening to um one of my favorite youtubers funky dineva on tgif Mm -hmm. And he mentioned that one of the reasons why he would never move to New York is because this last uh, episode or this last incident that happened with the young man where they the white guy choked them out on the subway yep. Yep. and everybody just sat there and watched. You know, nobody stopped it. Nobody intervened. He literally had him in the chokehold for like 15 minutes Yeah, until he died. And he said, New Yorkers have become so accustomed to seeing trauma that they're desensitized to human nature. Everybody sat there on that subway and nobody kicked this guy, nobody pushed him, nobody tried to stop him. Matter of fact, there's a video, on the video, there was another black guy that kept pulling his hands down. You know, the guy was trying to fight, move his hands. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was a black guy that was actually holding his hands down so he couldn't get free. But not just New Yorkers, but I think with all of the mass killings uh, and it being video with George Floyd, we sat there and watched that man for almost nine minutes. Yeah, yep, yep. The officer had his knee on his neck. The whole world watched this. And And it's just like- Nobody thought to say enough is enough. But it's just like we're watching a movie on Hulu or Netflix. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And even if you watch um, horror movies or if you watch action movies with all the killing, that is a form of desensitization. You know, we're yes. being desensitized. And uh, I hope I'm saying that word right. <laughs> yeah, and, no, um, you are. You know, that's why we need the trigger warning because we need to have that moment to say, hey, this is not normal. You know, basically, that's what the trigger. Yeah, this is what the trigger warning is. Is saying, "Hey, this is not normal. This is going to bring." And I think our body will respond differently if the warning came up because then mentally we could say, "Oh, 
I'm not supposed to see this. This isn't right. This isn't for enjoyment. This isn't for entertainment. You know, I have to process this differently. So the trigger warning is definitely important and actually should be required. Yeah. Before <laughs> Speaking of FCC, any- that mm-hmm. should be, I think in the future, if things continue yeah. and unfortunately they will in yeah. this direction, it's probably going to be a law at some point. Like you have yeah. to give people a disclaimer because yes. then people people will find a unique way to like all of a sudden like sue the news or sue whoever posted the video it'd be you know how the world is they'll find yeah. a way to get some money like oh well i saw it on carolyn's blog right. so she didn't warn me that that was right. going to be something that i see when i clicked her link I'm suing her for emotional. So now i'm gonna sue her for emotional <laughs> distress you see where yes. i'm going with this so <laughs> yeah. trigger warning uh, you know, i think here. it's okay crystal to when we need to have those uncomfortable conversations, I think what we need to do is a whole lot of, we need to preface the conversation in the beginning and say, hey, you know, normally I don't talk about this. Again, that's almost like a warning. It's a trigger warning. I'm letting you know that this is kind of out of my comfort zone. I don't really want to have this conversation, but I need to have this conversation with you so that we can move on effectively. Because if I don't let you know, if I don't say it, you're going to continue to do the thing that irritates me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Being in big groups of people like family and certain groups sometimes can be a trigger. If I feel like basically boundaries being violated can be a trigger for me because mm-hmm. it reminds me of maybe other times where I didn't speak up and this bad thing happened or whatever. So now that I've set a boundary and somebody tries to violate it, if I don't speak up, then I'm triggered. Or you know what I mean? I hope it all makes mm. sense. But yeah, I, I tied in that. I thought it was ironic that we're talking about that topic because like I said, I had a great weekend, but it was like, yo, enough is enough now. Mm. Like I got this. I don't need you mm. to tell me, you know, how my kids should be eating or what they should be wearing or whatever the case. So I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. So for me, that's one of the many examples of the times where I'm like, I'm triggered. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think we all have those family triggers um, because family is just going to, family <laughs> feels like they should be able to say whatever they want to say. And especially like you said, when you, when they help raise you and somehow or watch you grow up, they rarely accept you as an adult. You know, somewhere, yes. even though you're full grown with your own stuff, they still see you as that child that they Absolutely. help raise or watch grow up. And, um, you know, you have to put your own, they have to put their own boundaries on themselves and say, hey, they grown now, whatever they do is on them. And just Absolutely. keep your mouth closed, you know. Yeah, you so, you got to let people sometimes. I hate to say fail, but sometimes, like you said, keep your mouth closed. And do. if they ask me for help, I will give a suggestion. But if not, mm-hmm. they're 40, 50 years old. Like I can't yes. control their life anymore. Yes. Or yes. I can't, like you said, I got to just let them fall sometimes. And then they'll come back running if they really need me. But yeah, a lot of families, and maybe that's a topic I'm going to add to the list. We I talk know, about friendships, right? but we got to talk about family. Talk about family because, too. Um, Because there is a hard transition that a lot of parents or like you said, parental type figures, they just do not understand the transition from you were this newborn baby to now you have your own life. Yeah. And some people, 
cannot separate the two like they right. just will never accept that hey you know i go to work every day too just like you right <laughs> hey you know i get you know i got same bills and the same stress that you used to complain about right. i now got that stress too right um not necessarily my parents but just a lot of people like in that parental figure role mm-hmm. yeah they'll be complaining to me like well you know well, for me you know i work and mm-hmm. you know i got all these bills and i'm like what you think i'm over here doing i'm mm-hmm. a grown person too and they'll be dismissive mm-hmm. of like your mm-hmm. schedule and your busyness yeah because they, they forget i'm like i'm not just sitting here chilling like i go right. to work too you forgot so it's yeah. been an interesting transition um being an adult when it comes to people who looked at you like a child mm-hmm. so you just gave me that's another. a good topic yeah you just gave me another to topic that got mm. to explore that one that's a good yeah one. yeah <laughs> so yeah but this is good stuff um i mean we pretty much quickly kind of covered triggers what they are mm-hmm. how to cope with them um some pros and cons of like trigger warnings you know yeah. we kind of tie that in and you know through sprinkled in a little bit of other side side combos that kind of tie this all together um any other things before we kind of wrap this up no you know, i just think it's uh important that Again, I want to reiterate, you know, spending time with yourself. And I know that sounds easier. It sounds easier to say than probably do, especially if you're have a family, you're working, other responsibilities, but you have to carve out that time for your mental health. You have to, you know, because you can't just go around popping off at everybody and everybody just supposed to accept it. Maybe that is a trigger for me. I could add that, you know, I hate when Mm. people say that's just how I am, you know, that's how you want to be because you don't have to continue being like that. So, um, yep. But I think that comes from a person not accepting responsibility, not sitting with themselves and understand. Cause I promise you when you get still in your long time, and you things start to run through your mind, you will start to see patterns in your life. And you'll start to see where I thought I was right, but I was really wrong, you know, a lot of times. And I reacted or responded and they didn't deserve that. You know, yeah, I might've been triggered, but I should not have responded or reacted the way that I did. Mm. So, you know, but you don't get that until you decompress. You can't do that when you're scrolling on social media every five minutes, when you're watching all, you're binging a whole season of something on Netflix or Hulu, you you can't get that. So instead of binging a whole season, do two or three episodes and spend the rest of the time <laughs> evaluating. Yes. <laughs> Serious, look, seriously though, people don't really, that stuff adds up. All these distractions, they add yeah. up. And then it's just, you're just, a, each day you just, further and further away from healing further and further away from taking care of what needs to be taken care of and you have like carolyn mentioned earlier y'all and i need to take this advice too sometimes you have to unplug because the drama is going to be there the news is going to be there the new nike drop is going to be there it may not but it's going (laughs) to be there you might miss that one you might um whatever concert you're trying to go to Right. It's, it's okay, okay to miss some things. There'll be more. Exactly. <laughs> it will. Yeah. Being okay with knowing that if it's for me, it's going to come back around. Yeah. And um, 
just being okay with it. Um, some of my takeaways and just reiterating what we talked about, you know, deal. I, I, okay. I'll just keep it in quick points. Take the, um, the idea of the windshield time. Carolyn mm-hmm. said, we're all busy. We all have different things going on in life. If you're an adult, whether you got kids, husband, married or not, it don't matter. We're all busy. If you are an adult, you have things going on. No adult that I know is just sitting around like, <laughs> okay. All right. You know, so, you know, whatever your situation is, you're going to need some time to just take that windshield time and say, I'm busy, but you know what? I got a 20 minute commute and that's 20 minutes where I can just sit here real quick and think about like you said just some things that I might need to work on or maybe I need to take this time to reflect in that conversation I have with that person mm-hmm. and kind of look at it differently and say hmm could I have handled that differently mm-hmm. um I will say this takes a very emotionally mature person to even mm-hmm. start that but mm-hmm. that's another topic you got to be emotionally mature in order to even get to the point where you're taking self-accountability Mm-hmm. um so i will say you know try out some windshield time um if you can't if you don't commute maybe you work from home or you don't you know you don't drive a car uh taking a hot shower taking a bath whatever it is trying to carve out some alone time within the everyday activities that you do already just trying to curate the activity to say okay i gotta wash these clothes real quick but it's quiet this is the only time it's quiet while i'm sorting the clothes let me just think about right. about something so we got to get creative because we are busy. Adulting yes. is hard and we ain't got no time, but we got to, <laughs> we got to, we have to take these breaks because burnout is a thing. Yes. Um, we got to take these breaks. We have to yes. just say, I don't need to log in right now. Outside right. of the things that we have to do, like work so we can survive. Right. Outside of that, I don't need to log on to social media today. Right. I don't need to read this blog. I don't need to watch the show. So right. Take the advice that we have. And I will say, um, as we mentioned too, therapy. If you know that you have something traumatic that you just have not dealt with or you've been holding on, most likely it's holding you back. It's holding you back. And if you can't afford therapy, try to find a a confidant, like a solid person that you can trust. Ideally, somebody who's unbiased to you, not related to you. Just somebody who has an external set of eyes that you can confide in because sometimes you, in a healthy way, dumping your things onto someone, sometimes it's helpful because they can say, well, Carolyn or Crystal, have you considered it like this? And then they might open your eyes up to a different perspective that you didn't consider. So this all ties into how to deal with triggers and how to cope. Um, And last, there is a book that I actually have. In all transparency, I have not finished the book um, but it's a self-help book and I actually got it on my bookshelf. I got to look at the title and who is, well, I know the title, but who it's by, but there's a book, look it up called the body keeps the score. And it basically talks about the brain, the mind and the body and the healing of trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good book. I highly recommend. I've, I, I haven't read it straight through. I use it kind of like a reference mm-hmm. because what the book, the premise of the book is basically saying is going back to triggers like your brain like if something traumatic happens your brain is going to remember even though you try to avoid it and block it out your brain is keeping score uh also to carolyn's point earlier like pay attention when you're around certain people and how you feel why is it that every time i'm around this person i notice that i start stuttering i can't even speak clearly all of a sudden i don't even speak eloquently (laughs) i'm like (laughs) nervous and 
And, you know, why is that? It's because something about them reminds me of the time that maybe you were verbally abused and like their tone of voice took you back to a place where you didn't have a voice or you weren't confident or you feel like they intimidate you in some way. So this book really kind of helps you work through that. So I would highly recommend that book. It's called The Body Keeps a Score and it's by Bessel Van Deer, MD. And I'm I'm looking at it on my bookshelf, y'all, but I'll link it in the bottom as well. Mm -hmm. But check it out. Yeah. So this was good stuff. It was. This was really good. Yeah, we definitely probably could go on and on but for the sake of time we're gonna probably go ahead and just wrap it up but hopefully you all learned something we all heard the word trigger trigger fingers on twitter we've heard drake (laughs) we heard drake reference that when he had that beef hopefully this conversation kind of helped you really look at it in a serious way and say "Hmm, i think i got some triggers i need to work through so carolyn anything else that you want to share with people in the pod atmosphere no, I just, I enjoyed our conversation. You know, we're just like two friends chatting yes. about a good topic, you know, so it's always a pleasure. I hope you have me back again. I think I would so. love to come back. So I think so. I, I yeah, love it. I, I think I, we're gonna, I think we got some a couple of topics that we can divulge in. So absolutely. Most of my guests, um, they come back. <laughs> okay. um, they come back. So the track record is like, yeah, they're coming back most likely. Um, all of my guests up here have been great. I haven't had anybody where I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I, I, I said it before, like I'm very strategic with who I invite on. Um, and I don't take it lightly. Appreciate you. GBO. Um, yeah. Like I appreciate you being here. Um, this is crazy how life works out. Like, like we shared earlier, how we got here to this day. We're yes. from not work friends to friends you know (laughs) so i appreciate that but um yeah guys i think that's it so y'all know what to do go ahead and subscribe again apple spotify anywhere you get your podcast make sure you are following or subscribing to us ask alexa every now and then because you can find us on amazon now um also be sure to follow us on instagram our instagram is at random eloquence pod do you want anybody to find you online I always give everybody a choice if you don't sure. you don't have to our page is open you can go on instagram kj hairston h-a-i-r-s-t-o-n 320 perfect all right well if there is nothing else we are gonna go ahead and end the show guys we'll see you soon bye